bang, 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 What's poppin', everybody? And welcome to episode 258 of the Good Kraken Podcast. I am one of your hosts today, Ernell Pearson, alongside the man, the myth, the legend. It's our baby boy. <laughs> I thought you were going to go for like the, uh, the, uh, he went for the angle. Angle. I did grab like the reverse uh, the reverse no, I thought you were going to go I thought he was going to go for the car angle like, <laughs> yeah. DJ how are you doing on this fine it Tuesday turbo. my friend yeah, Dude, it was a turbo. It was a turbo. <laughs> Broken yeah, turbo. Tur- <laughs> Let it spool up. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing good, dude. I'm. I'm freaking. Um, you know, trying to get through this school week. I got so many like group projects. I'm. I'm working on simultaneously. Mm, so, like after this, got a lot of group projects this year. Do a fucking essay, huh? You, you got a lot of group projects this year. I feel Three. like. Jesus, yeah, dude. man, that's fucking Three. a lot. That's a lot and of they last annoying the people whole that have to deal with. Term. Yeah. Fuck that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that, man. Like, oh, I'm one, sorry. Okay, so like the 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 two. So one, I'm doing research mm-hmm. in, right? I'm doing research for uh, local restaurants here uh, where I live. Uh, you know, just doing surveys, basically. Like, hey, uh, take the survey. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, great! Wow, great study. And yeah. just distributing that link everywhere. The next one, and like analyzing data. Nah, the other yeah. one, uh, I'm in like a group of eight or seven, mm. and we're doing like a hypothetical like campaign, uh, campaign pitch and like goals and shit. Okay. Uh, to to like a, a restaurant, a local restaurant, uh, here. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna pitch them, but you like, like hypothetically, you make like them, a press hey, we can, for them. Like, yeah, like we're, we're we can increase like your your brand awareness and shit like that. You know, sure, sure. And we're gonna present that as such, hypothetical. But then hmm. this this next one is we actually have to work for a organization that doesn't have a lot of PR, and we become their PR team, like in in real life, and we have to cover events and uh pitch to media handle social media and shit like that um that sounds pretty rad it, it it's it's cool until like the professor also assigns you work outside of that and mm, you have okay. to do both yeah. and mm-hmm. both are due you know you have to write uh, <laughs> a news release for the company that you're working for and then mm. you also have to write a, a speech newsletter uh, for class and then you know and uh, and you know it, it's great because that class is supposed to be the uh beginner class <laughs> and, wait, and what what class is this is this pr training it is, because it sounds it like pr, PR it's supposed oh, okay. to be it, it's it's a it's a 300 level course so like it, it's not even supposed to be hard yeah but right even it's being I'm I now have to be a PR professional, so yeah, that's um, fucking I have free, to man, for free. Um, you know what I mean? Like actually, for free. I don't get paid, crazy, dude, man. and like, I and I only have two other group mates. So yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's a lot of shit is fell onto me, and I'm like, dude, I don't even like I, I can't I can't even get down the basics of formatting yet, and you're you're putting me into this position. Well, that's that's um, nuts too, because like we so the band worked with a PR team for our last like single release, and mm-hmm. our PR agent. Um, lo- love you, dog. Love you. I uh, was so fucking busy 
all the time with our shit. Like, yeah, it's all a busy, it's a busy job. It like could have fucking imagined. Like, and you're and you're handling like one. Yeah. He was handling like fucking five, and I was yeah, like, because you have to, you have to, uh, like, I literally we had a we had a guest speaker who is a director of communications, yeah. and she was like, yeah, a typical day is is there is no typical day. <laughs> In PR, yeah, like much. I gotta check emails, I gotta check the news, see what uh, I got to check the search engine to see if anyone's searching our company's name anywhere, mm. and then I have to uh, core, uh, build rapport and and, and uh, connections with with journalists if I want to get a news uh, story about our our company out. Yeah, I also have to write a press release, uh, write uh, fact sheets, uh, do. Uh, you know, uh, any crisis management? Are you uh, are you, you handling know. any sort of like uh, like marketing stuff as well? Like, are you like looking at analytics or anything like that? Or um, no, not not in this one, uh, not in this group. But um, I, I will have to start making like a media kit, which mm. uh, yeah, you know, I gotta get all the the shit and branding down before the event that is literally happening right after Thanksgiving. Mm. So. Mm. Uh, Black Friday, you know, I won't. (laughs) Yeah, I won't necessarily have a big of a break because I also have to be working on shit on this shit. Mm. So, Who'd have thought, man? <laughs> Good old go to college. Well, DJ and I, I have to take finals, dude. And it, there's like some finals exams and 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 other yeah, shit. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, DJ, terrible, I'm man. sorry that you're getting your money's worth. Uh, but he is, <laughs> dude, I'm in. I am. I'm currently in debt now, dude. I was going for technically for free, but uh, you know. Are paid for, but now now I'm in debt. Like uh, I got those got those loans, uh, those <laughs> grants ain't coming anymore. Now, so, yeah, no, I, I you know, know what I mean? Feels, I, I can't I can't say I graduated debt free. I can't. Yeah, unfortunately <laughs> not, man. Well, here's here's I the a chance, but I it got it got squandered. Here's here's the hoping that uh that your career path pays for it in a dude hopefully timely man. manner. <laughs> dude, hopefully, man. I I'll tell you what, it took me a little while. Dude, I gotta be in debt while adulting sucks. <laughs> That's fucking great. Well the man who was also <laughs> maybe in debt, uh it is our Definitely wonderful Crimson Jam himself. <laughs> There's no doubt that he's the not in debt. Snack King <laughs> Garrick Bartholomew And Garrick, how are you on this fine Tuesday? In debt. Uh, dude, today debt. was yeah. fucking uh, like a day. It's honestly like I had to deal with work shit while I was at work, and like that sounds weird, right? <laughs> work except at fucking for work, I have dude? two jobs, which meant I was dealing with bullshit with from job fucking two. Yeah. while I was attending job one, Wait, and how? that shit is never Why? fucking chill, Why? dude. Because it's 7.30 this morning. Because it... Oh, see, like I'm about to enlighten you guys a little bit. Mm, uh, DJ, mm, are you ready? Mm, are you ready, DJ? Because yeah. I'm about yeah. to do Herd, your Herd favorite chef. thing. Heard chef. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Jesus, yeah, motherfucking yeah. Christ, mm-hmm. dude. Never in my yeah. goddamn life have I worked with a fucking pair of individuals unfucking professional as some of the people uh-huh. I work with Here right now. Here we go. So, like, dude, go. these motherfuckers don't understand basic right to, like right to work laws which utah is a right to work state uh unfucking educated on current cdc guidelines uh fundamentally missing information about the client that i was working with and use that fundamental misinformation to try to feed me a bullshit lie Mm. but little did they know I'm a fucking professional and I read the client's (laughs) book so I was just like that's not fucking true um 
But to mm. start with why today sucked real quick, it's okay. at 730. I had an individual talk to me and was just like, hey, uh, this client has like an appointment in Salt Lake City at this time, and we need you to take them there. And I was just like, no. And they're like, why not? And I was like, remember when you asked me not to work for an extra week after my five day quarantine was over because you fucking insisted on it, even though Utah is a right to work state and I could be coughing up motherfucking blood and still have the right to show up to my fucking shift. Right. Yeah. Because I need to earn my fucking money. And then I was just like, yeah, I know I'm not doing that because uh, I can't afford the gas down there because I didn't work two weeks ago. So the paycheck that you guys just gave me was significantly less than it would usually be. So, no, I'm not going to drive 80 fucking miles in mm. one, you know, there and back mm. uh, for a 45 minute like visit and, and then fuck off. Like, no, I'm not doing that. And then, like, 15 minutes go by, and I get another text message, and they're like, oh, uh, the boss wants you to give him a call. I explained the situation to them. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Right? It, it means they fucking dude, acted like I, you were They acted a, crime, a goddamn motherfucking yeah. fool, dude. And I literally, dude, I fucking snapped on that phone, and I called my boss so quick. Dude, so quick that I was just like, hey, I was told to give you a call. And they were like, damn, that was fast. And I was like, yeah, it's because we're squashing this fucking shit right now, man. Like, I'm on my way to work. I'm like literally not even at work yet. And you yeah, people are fucking yeah. causing me problems already yeah, this morning, yeah. dude. So like, but dude, I'm so sick of these motherfucking people right now causing like shit for me. And like, I basically unloaded all this information on my boss about how these people have been fuckwits for the last like several months, dude. Uh, like. Yeah. They tried to get me to leave on a shift that I had that I was legally allowed to be there because I finished my five day quarantine uh -huh. when I had COVID. And you followed CDC uh, guidelines. So yeah. Yeah, right, I, follow, yeah. I followed CDC guidelines and then they were just like, you need to quarantine for two weeks. And I was like, that hasn't been the rule for two fucking years, my guy. Sure like, you're an idiot. I was just like, you clearly you're missing. You're misinformed. And like it was an issue because he started off with just like you said in a text message that you were going to do this. And I was like. I have the messages right here, dude. I was like, there's three of them. I didn't even use the words two and week separately or in fucking conjunction with one another in any of these fucking messages. Are you inept, bro? Like what the yeah, they fuck? Are. They, are. Yeah. they said they said you they, they saw COVID and they're like, ah, man, this guy's out. Yeah, they're like this guy. Fun. And I was just like, what the fuck, dude? And so I showed up for a shift like after my quarantine was over. I was there for two hours of the two and a half hour shift. It's no. a very short shift. I'm there yes. providing like extra services for a client. It sure. should, this should have been a non-issue. Two hours into the two and a half hour shift, this motherfucker gets home. The other person who also lives there has been there the whole time and not spoken a word to me. This motherfucker comes up to me holding a goddamn thing of Clorox wipes and is literally sanitizing everything around me and goes, what all in the house have you touched? That's how he starts the conversation. Mm. So, like, dude, I was I'm on the floor I'm literally sitting crisscross applesauce and this dude's standing in the doorway and I go, I fucking know you did not just that, that you were you're not conversing with me like that's this is not happening right now. Right. <laughs> like you got to be out of your mind. Like you did not just come at me that way uh -huh. about yeah. this shit. Yeah. And I was just like, so to be an asshole, I was just like all the doorknobs. <laughs> 
<laughs> everything dude, I want. That was like that was my immediate fucking response. Crazy, I was like, yeah. every, I was like, all the doorknobs in the house, and yeah. he was just like, anything else? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't remember. I've been here for two fucking hours. Like, I've been doing so, shit. Sounds like you gotta clean and, the whole place, man. Don't know what to tell and you. And then proceeds like. to start feeding me like this bullshit ass lie, and then he's just like, hey, um. Uh, he was just like, yeah, he's like, you can't be here, though, man. He's like, because so-and-so is high risk. And I'm like, no, they're not. And they're like, yes, they are. And I go, no, they're not. Like, I read their book, like their file. Like, what makes you think that this individual is high risk? And they're like, and I dude, I swear to God, their actual fucking answer was, well, the yeah, obvious yeah. reasons. And I go, <laughs> what, what were the obvious uh, reasons? What were the obvious I reasons? I go, there is no fucking actual way right now that you guys are telling me you associate the fact that this individual has an intellectual disability with the fact that they have high risk. There is zero no. basis in science of that no, shit. They did oh, not. Dude, the they fuck? absolutely did. They were they just like, well, not, obviously. They were just like, well, obviously, bro, like, look, look at them. And I was just like, are you? Nuh-uh. They didn't say look at them. They didn't say look at them. They literally said, well, the obvious reasons. That was exactly their answer. Well, the obvious reasons. And I was just like, what obvious reasons, man? Like, I read their book. Like, intellectual disability does not equal immune deficient. Like, what? Like, completely separate things, dude. She's actually a quite healthy motherfucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, it's That's like, insane. It's like someone dude, looking at me being like, he's crazy. high risk, and they're like, why? And well, they're how, like, how did he, he's how did he overweight. <laughs> and you're like, no, uh, like, you're like, no, what the fuck? Like, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't your real answer. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, dude, like, look at Ernell, dude. He's a diabetic, dude. Look at him. Clearly, exactly, man. Clearly. Yeah, that's exactly. exactly essentially like that's essentially what they said. And I was just <laughs> like, and, and, and I was just like, what the fuck, dude? And like, I, I did. I told my boss that and they're like, sh she was just like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, like, you see why this might be a problem? Yeah, and I was, she was just like, so, but like, dude, in the long and short of it, I basically like, I like, I was just like, no, no, no. I was like, I've tried not to rock the fucking boat with these assholes for weeks, like, dude, because I'm the guy that just wants to show up and work my shift and uh -huh. peace out. Like, yeah. I am so anti workplace drama. But like, but when they were like, I, but when I get a text message, they're like, oh yeah, they're like, they're, you're skipping out on your, you're trying to skip out on your shift. That's a no go. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is actually what's happening. And and then unloaded three months worth of bullshit about these people that I've just been keeping under my mm, belt because uh -huh. I'm not a piece of shit and I'm trying to not rock the boat, but they wouldn't leave well enough alone, dude. Dude, and they're like, like, make up your mind, man. Am I supposed to quarantine or not, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to be home quarantine? <laughs> you want me here? You, know, you want take, me here? Like, take like, the extra well, two dude, weeks, in this same these same fucking people man like two weeks before that were just like oh yeah the boss said that you got back paid for so and so so like we want this money that we paid you in cash for the previous month's work back and i was just like no no you mm. gave me the money mm. i'm like you're literally not in charge of me like i can't these people are not my supervisors they're they're colleagues and i was mm. like first off i was like this is sus immediately Right. Because like both times that like these confrontations had started, the girl that lives at the house uh, has not said anything. Two hours into my two and a half hour shift, 
But that motherfucking boyfriend of hers gets home at that at 5.30 and starts some shit with me, dude. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this shirtless with me every time? Like, do you need, like, do you want to fuck, bro? What's up? He does. He does. Yeah. Well, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm so tired of these people. <laughs> that's that's okay, Garrick, because today we're not talking about fucking boyfriends. Today we're talking the man who can't write a happy ending, Rip and tear caca of doo-doo and much much more because this is the high risk (laughs) (laughs) that's the high risk one right there uh because this is the good cracking podcast your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news reviews and discussions That you want to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 12 p.m. If you're riding this wave, you can head on over to our Discord channel where you can submit questions and topics to the show, get exclusive content, and soon have early access episodes before they go live on podcasts and video services across the high-risk sea. Yar. Yar. <laughs> it's what I'm wearing. Uh, but if you've emptied your pockets for the latest and greatest in entertainment, that is totally fine. You can watch us record this show live right here at twitch.tv slash show. If you have Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime. DJ. Prime. Gaming. And we would love for you to give that to us to help keep us pushing content out for all of you that are listening or watching at home. But you can also support us by going to our YouTube channel, clicking that beautiful bell and big red button, uh, cleaning your home because you're a high-risk patient, or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken with an exclamation mark and leaving a review there. Leave a review, please. Review. Uh, Garrick. Well, huh. hmm. We have some high-risk captain's orders, my friend. Uh, guys, our latest orders. episode of the Good Kraken Podcast, the Marvel's Predictions episode, is out now on YouTube and your podcast service of choice. Me and Devin got into the nitty-gritty of what Devin likes to do most. That is to be <laughs> skeptical. <Very proud. laughs> yeah. Be skeptical. He just likes to wear that tinfoil hat at all fucking times. That was a good time. Uh, we both uh, kind of went back and forth on like three major predictions that we think that we will uh, be hit with in the Marvels. Um, and we got a chance to talk about those. Uh, fun fact, one of mine was there is nothing good that's going to come out with it. Uh, that was one of my predictions. That's my worry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm trying to be... Hour and 45 minutes, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to be optimistic about it, cautiously, but optimistic nonetheless. I'm trying to be, but it's real hard. We're making it real difficult. Um, Anyways, (laughs) Uh, we have that. But also, guys, please join us on December 7th at 4.30 Pacific time, p.m., not a.m., p.m., for the 2023 Game Awards. Baby, that's right. December 7th, we are mm. fucking doing it. Every year, we do our live reactions for that for the entire the showcase. You can come in, hang out with us. It is a guaranteed good fucking time. And boys, it's literally the event of the year. It's like the literally. event of the year. I, it, are, are, are we, are we going to wear blazers? I love Game Awards. Absolutely. I still have my blazer. I still, I still have, have, my have my blazer, blazer. too. Yeah, actually, yeah, I might I might get a new absolutely. one. I want to freshen it up. You know what I'm saying? I want to freshen it up. Uh, so we got to do the blazer and tea. Blazer and tea. And Blazer tee, you could wear shorts or jeans. Or boxers. You really want to commit to the bit. Yeah, or just no pants. No pants at all. No, actually, no lowers whatsoever. Just I, 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 might, I might. I got to hey, pee. You know what I mean? If you, what? 
Hmm? You better crawl out of frame, dude. <laughs> I, got a, I got a pretty good sized <laughs> bottle down here. Like, instead, of like, instead of doing one of these, he's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just crab walk out of there. Yeah, I'll just, just crab walk out of frame. Like, I'll, I, sorry, guys, I'll be right back. I gotta, I'll just, uh, I gotta I'll go. just cap myself. You know what I'm saying? I'll just cap myself. It'll yeah. be fine. It's like like put the other end like a Gatorade bottle down here in the corner. Or something oh, like dude. No, have, a, have a big ass <laughs> sensor bar, like a physical one, and just like carry it <laughs> a physical <laughs> like a bar. physical sensor bar <laughs> says censored <Yeah>. on it <laughs> dude that would fuck with twitch tos so bad oh they'd be like is this bad or not is this bad or not <laughs> what do we do <laughs> i don't understand they break the rules uh dj could you tell the people at home what we're doing next my friend well ladies and gentlemen back at it with these hands on deck these hands specifically. These my hands. hands. Yeah, these hands. My my hands. These hands. <laughs> these hands. These hands. These hands right there. Well, first off, for hands on deck, our hands on segment where we talk about some juicy stuff that we've been playing, watching, or experiencing, and we try to pitch them to you guys. Uh Garrick has been playing a new ish game. Actually, it is new. If I remember correctly, yeah, it is new. Uh, it, just, it came out during a, a Cracktober, if you that's will. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, a new game that came out. Garrick has been playing it. It is called Rip Out. And Garrick, please tell the people at home all about it. Oh, dude, I'd be fucking happy to. Uh, dude, this game ended up being uh, my, uh, my, 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 uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? My Cracktober mainstay, if you will. Like, I came back to this, like, pretty much all... Uh, all month long as soon as it got released was thrilled about it uh but this is a new online uh co-op horror um fps okay and mm. like that like checks that that whole phrase just checks so many boxes yeah it does yeah for me does. as like as an individual as a gamer i love it um but basically uh, I'll tell you a little bit about the setting of the game real quick. Uh, it's like it takes place in the twenty the twenty eighties, and they give you like thirty years of lore, uh, like you know, like a quick little snippet from like the twenty fifties to the twenty eighties. And basically, uh, the humans were at war with themselves as humans do, but then an alien race known as the Spiral appears, uh, and humanity unites uh, for the betterment of the economy, as they say it, to fight the alien menace. And uh, essentially, they start humanity loses this war. Like we're fucking not doing great. I can definitely and, tell. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing awesome. And as a result, uh, what they what end the up doing fuck? is they create something called the sentient cell or the cell. Okay. And um, they use it to keep. They used it in this war against the spirals to keep uh, soldiers in battle longer so basically like they would take wounded soldiers and replace them with uh body parts with the sentient cell and the sentient cell also has the ability to graft itself not only to the human body to organics but also to technology so they would augment these soldiers with uh with like biotech and etc well as you might expect uh the cell was fucking it continued to mutate and it continued to mutate where it to the point where it took over bioorganics of the human and the enemy aliens the spiral alike and just started waging war on everything and uh basically humanity lost the war altogether in its entirety and uh they were screwed 
and by the 2080s. So uh, to escape the the disaster they had essentially created for themselves, mm. uh, they loaded up all of humanity onto starships and shoot them off into space and for an unknown sanctuary away from the spiral and the threat of the cell that humanity created for itself. Um, fast forward a little bit and you awake from cryostasis as uh, one of the last uh, sentient weapon soldiers. Okay. And okay. you are called a sentient weapon soldier because your primary method of combat is your handy dandy pet gun. I saw that. Uh, which you can pet, as a matter of fact. He scratched <laughs> oh, yeah. his little disgusting oh, chin. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so basically you are you you're like you awaken with no orders. Humanity's fucked. And you're trying to figure out what happened to these starships if they made it to the sanctuary and what was the fate of mankind. Uh, okay. And you okay. do that by exploring derelict spaceships of different shapes and sizes while combating uh, the threat of the cell which has mutated itself on these derelict ships and you've got plenty of enemy types uh which is what really makes this game shine in my opinion um so these derelict spaceships are procedurally generated they have templates based off of uh different sorts of ships you have like research ships cargo ships passenger ships and they all kind of have like a different aesthetic on the inside that they kind of a theme if you will that they adhere to okay. and then their procedure their layouts are procedurally generated within that tile set uh based off of some other parameters that you choose at the beginning of the mission uh, it's a th it's three player co-op uh, and you're exploring these derelict ships and the atmosphere of these ships alongside with their, you know, their various themes that the ships have uh, is very dark in tone. Uh, it's very much a horror FPS. You've got very little power. Uh, pow when you do have power, it tends to power things like uh, traps and other threats inside the thing. So, you know, you're encouraged to turn the lights back off fairly regularly uh but the atmosphere leans itself a lot to uh, games like dead space or callisto protocol um or you know some of the doom games uh where you've got like this darker first person aesthetic and you're exploring these ships and you're essentially completing whatever the task of that ship is sometimes it is eliminating the mutant threat sometimes it is cleaning out a cargo bay sometimes it's getting pieces of research uh and you are completing these missions uh throughout is while also gathering bits of information to jump to the next sector sector to complete the campaign and this as you jump each sector like the ships are getting bigger the objectives are getting more complex and the threats inside the ships are increasing uh this gameplay loop reminds me a lot of deep rock galactic uh where okay. you're picking okay. a, you're picking a mission that mission gives you an objective you go to the ship you get dropped into that derelict ship you complete all the things you get back to the shuttle you leave that's the core gameplay loop in like a tight little nutshell um but what's awesome is the co-op and getting to explore these ships because the atmosphere is absolutely fantastic. It's just you uh, up to three people and you're exploring these ships. You, it is it's dark. It's creepy as hell. And the mutants are numerous and they come in all different 
sorts of shapes and sizes. You've got anything to your basic, you know, zombified crew member to dog-like aliens, uh, you know, versions of the spiral that have been taken over by the thing that have been combined with organics and have fucking TVs for heads, dude. Okay, uh, okay. Right? And they have all these cool designs. There's like these weird orangutan spider monkey bug praying mantis <laughs> things. I can't even what describe them. What the fuck did you just say to me? What the fuck did They're you say? They're an amalgamation <laughs> at best, dude. And they skitter along the floor and they go invisible and they've got like these mechanical parts and these cellular parts and organic parts and they're disgusting looking and there's these big hulking monsters <laughs> like they like they basically pop out of these gigantic goo things uh and like they come in all different configurations or no uh well i i i don't know if you were quite prepared to open up the floor for questions but uh something that i noticed and kind of like pulling up some gameplay footage here uh i noticed that there is damage counters um upon hitting enemies obviously does this have some rpg elements in this like is there because typically that's what we see damage points popping up for upon like hitting an enemy right it's typically an rpg experience is that does this game give some of that um, I would say a little RPG light elements. Um, it doesn't have anything so far as uh, I think I mentioned this game is in early access. If I did not, I apologize. This but, game is in early access on know. Steam right now. It's good to know. Um, so this it is kind of going through active development and they're adding tons of new features. Uh, it, I would say RPG light right now. Um, okay. As a character, you have like garments that you can unlock. Essentially, they're like your armor, your spacesuit, and you have a loadout and mods that you can equip to your loadout. Um, so like your loadout's gonna be like your weapons and then your mods are gonna dictate kind of how you're playing or assisting your team, right? Like whether you're gonna be attaching mods that increase your damage uh, or maybe you, you attach a mod to your gun that gives you the ability to uh, scan for bio-organic life in a particular room uh, to be able to like, you know, get like a threat count um, because the enemies are different Difficult. And so sometimes you're not running and gunning. You're going to be stealthing into a room, evaluating the scenario, uh, because sometimes that run and gun experience will get you caught into a scenario where you're, like, you're just going to get numerous enemies. You're going to get hit by a hazard. You're going to get some shit's going to happen and you're going to get wiped. Uh, or, you know, you'll have the ability to uh, attach a mod that gives your pet gun the ability to scan for tech. Uh, which will, you know, increase your guys's loot gain throughout the mission because you'll find more crates or, you know, increases the your ability to, to maintain your ammo and resources or, you know, even some things like giving your character the ability to uh, heal your teammates to make your run smoother, etc. Okay. So uh, it, it does have things to kind of personalize your individual play style to enhance that gameplay experience where you're on the ship while also providing synergistic options for the co-op experience. Awesome. OK, OK, good to know. Yeah, so uh, it's it's pretty light right now, but they uh, they are adding more, uh, and it seems like uh, there is like there's like six or seven like I think there's eight different suits, uh, you know, like ten different sidearms, like eight different primary weapons, uh, and then like you know a slew of mods. Like there's more mods than anything else because that's what you know lets you freshen up your gameplay sure. style. 
Uh, so that's really great uh, because you are going to like, especially from the co-op perspective, you kind of want to diversify like who's doing what to be able to uh, make it through the run uh, because I've been playing uh, through this game quite a bit with uh, Morbid Curiosity, our friend Geo. And uh, dude, we've absolutely like gotten a little over gung ho and just fucking and failed a mission because we didn't plan for the threat appropriately okay. in the okay. room. Now, um, you may be asking, this is a fairly like this isn't isn't like the most, you know, original concept, right? Like what keeps the gameplay fresh? What keeps you coming back? Sure. Um, so aside from like the aesthetic of the game and the fact that it's got like it reminds me a lot of like Deep Rock Galactic, Dead Space uh, and other games and like those other sorts of games uh, like Doom, but with a co-op thing to it. It also uh, the enemy types also can like they can reconfigure themselves like physically reconfigure themselves meaning so while you're in the levels you can scan for biotech or you can find biotech uh and they are essentially like endemic life that exists inside these uh these derelict ships alongside the mutants but they don't necessarily attack you but what you can do is sick your pet gun on them and it will grab it and then put it on your body and it will fuse that piece oh. of biotech to your character. That's pretty rad. And okay. now you've got like a secondary weapon that you can use. And this biotech will be anything from a personal shield, a rocket launcher, the ability to web up enemies, poison glass, gas clouds, um, being the ability to create black holes, uh, like all sorts of crazy shit. And like, that's like your secondary thing. But you can do that because you are equipped with a sentient cell. These derelict ships are overrun with this stuff. Okay. Mutants included. So those mutants can also pick up and attach that biotech to themselves. Okay, okay, okay. And that is probably one of the, the coolest things because if they get too injured, especially some of the bigger, tougher enemies, they will try to retreat and re-equip themselves with different biotech to defeat you. Okay, that that sounds mm. like a pretty cool additive because I see I see the gameplay of this and it gives, like you were saying, a sort of doom with deep rock galactic i also see some s of like remnant as far as like the sort of teamwork aspect of this and some of like the gameplay flow yeah in the three-player co-op yeah. right 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 so it it's it's cool that i'm hearing sort of a a like newish mechanic uh to kind of like come along with that to kind of like spice things up a little bit you know what i mean mm-hmm yeah, and honestly, that's been one of like the coolest things because it's made each encounter really fresh. And like as we've progressed through each sector, uh, you know, they're, they're introducing like newer and like diverse enemy types. Uh, so we've, you know, like the crew members will be like uh, spacemen with suits that are armored and stuff. Uh, there are individuals that have like they essentially look like gigantic spore creatures that like shoot projectiles at you and will like tell and they'll like fake their death. So like you'll shoot it and it will like disintegrate. But what it really did was just try to psych you out and will teleport behind you 
and try to like mm. continue killing you. So like the enemies have like these tricks and things that they'll do to try to like keep the player on your toes. And all while you're in like you're you have to be aware at all times because it will do like some alien isolation stuff where like a grate will open up in the ceiling and literally motherfuckers are popping out of the walls at you. Okay. And like, <laughs> and so like, okay. it keeps you really. And so like, the atmosphere is really tense. And like, you'll walk into a room and you'll be like, you'll trying to scavenge some crates for gear to finish an objective. And there's like this pile of bio goo to your left, and literally it will just fucking come to life. And an eight foot monster climbs out of it and is now trying to swiggity swoogity eat your booty. I do like that. I do like that a lot. <laughs> Honestly, it's been it's been a really, really great game to play. It's been something I've been keeping an eye on. It's an indie game, which, you know, I'm always willing to give those a chance. Uh, this also will be coming to console in early 2024, which I think is going to be great. I really want to see how it does on there. Uh, and this game for early access is really well optimized. I've been playing this game on my PC and no, I'm not is. having gotta, stress about we it. We know we know how that like, is. Yeah. I've been able to I've been able to launch this game and have a great time immediately with very little like playing with very little settings. Uh, and it's been it's been awesome. Uh, this has been one of the freshest, coolest, most original co-op experiences I've had in a long time. It's it scratches like a great itch. Uh, the game's like a seven five teetering, like ready to be an eight at any moment when it gets just like a little bit further in its development and a little has a little bit more features. Okay, I like it, dude. I fucking like it. We have time probably for uh, one quick question. DJ, did you have anything for Garrick? Nah, man. I I uh, I was talking to Garrick like earlier. He was he was telling me all about this game. Like you know when when him and Xander first uh, came upon it, dude. Mm -hmm. and, and I I really want to try to play this game, dude. It looks sick. It looks so sick, dude. It does you absolutely. Dude, you know. It's. I think it comes in at a great price point, even for early access. Uh, it's like it's twenty five bucks. Uh, and for like the replayability that the game offers and the atmosphere of the game and the co-op experience that it offers, uh, I think it's absolutely worth that price point. Like I am actively trying to, it's a very small game right now. So I'm actively trying to get people to play. So I have people to play co-op with. Sure, sure. Uh, so like, I'm, I'm really trying to pitch people, uh, on this game because I go, think, DJ. Uh, I like. I really, really want. I really want some people to play. So DJ, I absolutely think you should. You should grab the game, uh, mm. if for like the co-op experience, and I'll dive into that with you right away. <laughs> Man, DJ, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for you sure. gotta hop on that baby boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like you, dude. Okay, well, uh, Garrick, thank you for your filling on it. A thorough as always, my good sir. Um, I'm definitely interested in this. I'll probably have to wait until console release, um, but I am interested. It looks cool this game is one of those ones it's one of those games like in one of those indie games for me that like the moment it launches it con on console i'm gonna spend another 25 bucks and not even fucking think about it oh yeah absolutely dude. i was absolutely. like yep yeah, no worth <laughs> it's it's good it's good when we run into an indie game that's one to do that for us i like it yep. all right man well uh so i have been spending some time with a game that i've been very excited about for quite a long little itty bitty here uh guys i have gotten a chance to run credits on the wonderful alan wake 2 gents whole Ooh. shit whole shit okay so ain't gotta put it on my my uh 
fantasy critic list, man. Yeah, no, I know. I gotta, I gotta get you some points here. So, because uh, you're never gonna play this. Uh, <laughs> here's, the, here's the deal. Okay, so for anyone that has not played Alan Wake One, Alan Wake One was a game from back in 2010. Old, 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 wonderful Xbox 360 days, right? Uh, about a gentleman, Alan Wake, uh, who was a writer. Um, that is in Bright Falls, Washington, a fictional uh, city um, based in the game, uh, based in Washington um, in, in real life. Um, <clears throat> and he falls into some situation in which the stories that he is the author for are coming to life because of some being called the Dark Presence is creating reality it's warping reality with his fictional stories at the end of alan wake one and i'm sorry spoilers it's been fucking 13 years fucking figure it out okay uh (laughs) the end of alan wake one alan sacrifices himself by staying in what he calls the dark place which is this alternate reality that exists underneath a lake in bright falls washington called cauldron lake um, he sacrificed himself by staying stuck in the dark place uh, in order to keep the dark presence from being able to warp reality in the real world any further. Alan Wake goes missing. Nobody knows what happened to him uh, until we get some information in a DLC for Alan Wake one called uh, American Nightmare. We get a little bit of information about uh, a character called Scratch, uh, which is the dark presence Um, in Alan Wake, taking Alan Wake's form, physical form, and causing chaos in the real world. Um, That's just a DLC thing that happened. And then that led, years later, into the critically acclaimed game, Control. And you guys have probably heard of Control, I'm sure. Uh, But Control is a game um, about a woman who is involved with a group called the FBC, the Federal Bureau of Control. And these people um, basically handle paranormal shit all around the world. It's basically X-Files. They are they are the X-Files people of the world where they handle paranormal shit, hyper realistic shit, things that don't make sense in the real world. They take it, they contain it, they control it, if you will. And the events in control unfold as your character that you play as um, has trying to handle a massive break uh, that happens at the FBC uh, headquarters. And she's involved trying to keep all this shit from going haywire and all these what's called objects of power, uh, which are objects that have paranormal abilities basically when used uh she's trying to keep them from escaping the the headquarters effectively there's some dlc that happens in that that leads into alan wake 2 alan wake 2 takes place literally in like in real life 13 years later after alan wake 1 and you Mm. start out the story playing as a character named saga uh who is an fbi agent um trying to solve the murder of three different people that were killed in what is seemingly cult ritualistic sacrifices. 
um, and her and her partner, Alex Christie, um, are here to investigate a most recent murder uh, in which you actually play out and unfold in the beginning of the game, the very, very, very opening of the game. Uh, you play as the guy who is getting murdered, basically. Uh, and they find his dead body in Bright Falls, Washington, right next to Cauldron Lake, which, as we know, is where Alan Wake uh, was stuck in the dark place underneath Cauldron Lake. Um, and things unfold from there in which somehow, some way, Saga opens up a gateway to the dark world, uh, then actually bringing Alan Wake back into the real world from the dark place. <laughs> and then our game unfolds into two separate stories, one about Saga, the FBI agent trying to solve these murders, and two about Alan Wake and his experiences in the dark place over the course of those 13 years leading up to when Saga releases him. Um, and then the story goes through there. So um, what I will show is a, a little bit of gameplay of uh, Saga's uh, gameplay in the beginning of the game, so it's not too spoily for you guys. But uh, this... <laughs> Boys, are you are you ready for some takes here? Are you ready for some fucking takes? Are you guys ready for this? Okay. Takes, Absolutely. Alan Wake 2 is the best survival game we've gotten since PT. Whoa. Survival That's horror, you saying? The best survival horror game we have gotten since PT. Alan Wake 2 wow. is a feat... In not just survival horror games, it is a feat in video games. This game is fucking nuts. Uh, and Drac, time does flow differently in the dark place, but I didn't want to spoil that, spoil anything any further than that that's involved in the game. Uh, this game is insane. They have good puzzling. Uh, the enemies are dope. It, it's okay, Drac. It's not actually a spoiler. You're 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 good. It's just I didn't want to dive any further into that without messing up the story uh it has good combat because it, it's a very very solid sort of over the shoulder like third person shooter that feels like the new resident evil games right like the re the remakes of uh of of two three and four it feels like that uh the environment being based in uh, in a city in Washington, as Garrett can attest for, there's a lot of foliage in the Pacific Northwest. Many, many a tree. I've seen some of those clips. Uh, many, many a leaf. Many, many a bush. Many, many uh, a wind. Shrubbery. A, a some shrubberies. Uh, yeah. And Dents they all... On, on, on the flora end, for sure. They all look impeccable in this fucking game it is insane how good the environment works on this now and you're on console i'm on ps5 i am on ps5 and it looks insane i like the look at the water like the lighting is insane uh the reflections on the jackets and the material that they're wearing on their clothes like they're they're oh shit jesus that's an ad <laughs> dude i it fucking sucks i had in an, an ad block on here but youtube's been blocking the ad blocks it's been blocking the ad dude, they haven't got me yet oh yeah they, they have uh, me yet. yeah there was like a good thing about that, dude. Just double down. If you just if just like just start stacking ad blockers and you'll be all right. <laughs> so so, so they, they started doing a thing where it's like you have three chances to get rid of your ad blocker or you can't use YouTube. 
is fucking bullshit. What? It's fucking. I it's fucking. How they bullshit. target you? So I, like, I, gotta, I feel like I got. I got. I got to hit up Geo and get his latest recommendation because he's actually yeah, the one that gave real. me the last record. Yeah, dude. Geo's like, I'm shit. not doing shit, dude. I'm. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm staying my fucking. Nah, I know, I know. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, man. I'm just saying. Anyways, this game is fucking extravagant. The story is in fucking sane. Uh, and that's why I didn't really want to dive too deep in the whole like time flow of stuff because, like, have either of you played any control at all? I, I, okay, I'm really glad you brought that up because I fucking love control. Yes. I missed out on alan wake uh the first time around sure uh and i played control having no idea that they were connected Mm -hmm. at all or shared Mm -hmm. at all that like that you know the the control takes place in fucking side the fbc yeah like (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, exactly well and didn't know that and for uh yes uh honey in chat uh control is the same universe as alan wake uh and It's nuts. It's nuts how they utilize it, too, because like they directly uh, have like the characters have direct relationships with people that work for the FBC and they have. Yeah. Not just Alan like Wake physically fucking appears in control in a DLC. Like he's yes, literally in, in, in the one, game. His wife is actually a character in the DLC for control. The AWE DLC, that's his wife. Yep. That's what the, uh-huh. yeah, that's what it's about. Uh, his wife is trying to find out what happened to Alan. And and she goes to the FBC and says, help. And they're like, we can't help you, dude. <laughs> Sorry, man. Like, it sucks to suck. Uh, they, the, the way they utilize it is like not even just like Easter eggs. It's like just slightly a little bit deeper than the Easter egg thing. Um, because they, they're referencing the FBC. You're meeting people that work for the FBC. They're not like a main major character in the overall plot, um, but they exist. And there's things that happen in control that are briefly explained in Alan Wake 2. And, and this is just scraping the surface of this universe that Remedy is building in the Alan Wake universe here. This this like I'm hardly even going into like the gameplay, which you guys can see here. Like the combat is enticing. That part was spoopy as shit. Got jump scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> now, DJ, to rest your weary head, control is just a tiny bit spoopy. It's not a survival horror game. It's not. It's no, like it's a, a it's third a, person action Metroidvania. Yeah, I, I've, all actually, day I've long. seen a lot of gameplay of it. it yeah, it isn't, it's great. Uh, this this is a horror game. <laughs> this is a horror game because yeah, it, it didn't look like it, dude. It didn't. It didn't really look it, like it from the trailers. Like it, it this, is, this is this is a purebred horror game, doggy dog. I I got to a part where I was literally just walking alone through a forest area that's like super dark lit, uh, and out of nowhere, jump scared me with a little screen thing that's like and like the bad guy's face pops up on the screen all fucked up and demented looking for like literally two seconds and it jump scared the shit out of me it was fucked up mm-hmm. uh so that's why i say dj you might you might not end up yeah, playing well, I'll this watch, one i watch gameplay there you watch go there you go you can watch you can watch some yeah, gameplay watch here it. i can uh, wish list right now <laughs> playing it I, is like different dude i don't want to do i that. i cannot emphasize enough how amazing of an experience this game has been I listen, listen, I'm going to open up the floor for some for some. I know. Right. I'm going to open up the floor (laughs) for some questions here in a second. But before I do, here's a word from a swan. No, just kidding. (laughs) I want to very brazenly say that 
I and DJ, hear me out here. I know I have not okay. completed Baldur's Gate three. I know I have not okay. completed Baldur's Gate three. It's your game of the year. Even though I beat Spider Man two, and I fucking love that game, Alan Wake two is my game of the year so far. Wow, Alan Wake two is That's my game of the year. Crazy praise. This yeah. this game is fucking glazing, dude. dude. This, glazing. I was, I'm a glaze all night. You know what I'm saying? For Alan Wake 2, I'll glaze all fucking night, baby. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. This game's fucking pinnacle of survival goddamn horror, man. I'm telling wow. you what. Boys, questions. Give me give me whatever the fuck you need to know. Garrett, you got it? Uh, yeah, dude, right out of the gate. Um, so, like, obviously, like, how would you say, like, uh, so, like, obviously this has some, this is a survival horror game, but uh, you are not defenseless as an individual. Correct. So, uh, how... Yep. How does like they how do they balance uh like the threat to your character versus like your ability to act in combat? Sure. If that so, makes sense. Uh they balance out really well. Uh so there is um between Saga, the two playable characters are Saga and Alan. Uh they both have different enemies that they are fighting. So Saga is fighting a group of people called the Taken, and they are uh people that have been effectively touched by the dark place. Um, they've been cool. kind of, yeah, like that's, that's one of the, the people that can be taken. There's a plethora of people that can be taken in this sense. Um, mm. And she is actually fighting them. The, the way that they do it, they, they are attacking you. They're physically attacking saga. Um, and they brought back a mechanic from Alan wake one, uh, where you use your flashlight to shine on them and you can hit R1 on the controller and they basically blast light at the enemy to bring like a shield down uh, because you can't shoot them until they've gotten a manifested physical form and they don't get that form until you've like light blasted them with your flashlight and that's so hard okay. to explain because it's like you hit the button and like the flashlight light like zones in and it like goes like tink and then like their shield breaks basically then you can open mm -hmm. fire on these fuckers right like it's, it's basically like that alan is fighting uh, uh, a group of people called called the shadow people basically and they are just shadowy figures that like you can tell where they are based on your like hearing like the sound design uh you'll hear mm -hmm. them say alan Ellen, Ellen Wake, and like their their voice sounds like super fucked up and like gross, and then like you hear them directionally, and you're like, oh fuck! You turn, and it's just like this shadowy like silhouette outline, like not walking towards you, but like teleporting in steps, like towards you, and you have to like mm. shine your light at them, break out their light, and either they'll die, they'll go away, they'll dissipate, or they'll turn into a taken. And and you have to then open fire on them that way. And they are physically attacking you. Uh, there are some boss fights in this. Very interesting because boss fights in Alan oh. Wake one were not really like boss fights. They were like boss events, basically like GTE sort of thing. Uh, yes and no. Like you were doing like a thing that's like, oh, run away from this guy because you can't actually fucking fight it. Right. Oh, OK. So, so you have to like run away from it or like, oh, shine your light on this and then it'll do this. And you kind of have to like 
fire, 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 and then run away. Scripted events. Scripted events. Yeah, Yeah, uh, pretty much. This actually, like, even, like, the first chapter, basically, has a boss fight that you have to do. Um, Actually, no, sorry, not first chapter. The first chapter is introducing everything. The end of Saga's first segment of the game, uh, you have a boss fight that it ends off with, uh, which is actually the guy that gets murdered in the beginning of the game. Uh, you have to fight him. It has taken form, and it's super fun. He's like pulling up tree trunks and shit and swinging trees at you. It's fucking wild, dog. <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude. Uh, yeah. This the they they the boss fights are super interesting and intriguing, even though it's a, a sort of like grounded human versus kind of human situation they find ways to make it interesting that way um i do also want to mention too before i take another question here the game story you start out as saga and you you do like three like three whole chapters of saga story and then like the end of saga story alan is back in the real world and you do flashbacks of his shit through his three chapters and then the game allows you to pick uh, what chapter you want to play for which character for the rest of the game. So you mm. get to either completely complete Saga or Alan's story, or you can say, oh, I'm going to do Saga's chapter four, and then Alan's chapter four, and then Saga's chapter five, and then Saga's chapter six, and then Alan's chapter five, and so on and so and do whatever order that you um. want to until it gets to a point of no return and then it says okay you have to complete the other characters and get them up to this point in order for you to continue on uh so that was a really interesting choice too so anyways that's any other nice questions? to have some have some freedom of choice there yeah like yeah how you approach the story very very cool very very cool dj anything from you um i know you're not gonna play this but <laughs> yeah when do you get a rocket launcher <laughs> <laughs> when do you yeah. when, when do you start uh uh you can AC one thirty and bomb yeah, I know, right? you, know like, when do you, <laughs> you do you do get an uh when does it turn to a third person shooter? You do get uh, shotguns. You do get shotguns. Okay. Uh you get right. you get a sawed off shotgun. An arsenal. And, yeah, and, and and it and it feels uh, like a shotgun, I'll tell you what. I was, I was gonna ask so so you said um the like Alan in the real world is that like live those those live action cutscenes that we saw like in those trailers like uh, no and so i'm i'm actually glad no. that you asked this so the they integrate live action film clips basically into the video game world as you're playing uh so that's super hard to fucking explain hear me out okay so okay. as as Here. you're playing this game is fucking mega like hyper realistic like there's shit that's happening that makes zero fucking sense like 5d chess type shit you know it, it, I mean? it's like, like li- it's like living in like sleep paralysis like the kind of shit that you're seeing in this game is just bonkers like what the fuck did i just see right because you're like you're walking through the woods and this goes to show you where we are in video games right now you there's a scene where saga is making her way through the woods towards cauldron lake and you're seeing the forest and you see a, t- a target plot area that she needs to go to. And then suddenly there's flashes of like a New York subway station, like overlaid over the top of the forest you're looking at right in front of you as that, you're playing. The, the, the subway shit is like the 
like live action footage, right? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying that there's two different video game worlds that are overlapped against like with each other. The live action segment of this is that as you're running through the world, there's things like TVs. Uh, there are like visions like that of like another world that are in live action. They're like like moments mm -hmm. like there's uh there's things they have to collect called echoes that if you line up perfectly around this like black orb thing towards a like white circle that like you're supposed to line them up with it'll give you yeah. a live action scene that's like overlaid over the top of like whatever the main target thing is that you're looking at and it's ah. like this sort of cool like overlaid like like movie trailer snippet of like a story that alan is like I'm narrating like it, it's Some, like crazy Hideo Kojima shit. It, no, literally, you know what I mean? that's what it is. This is like Hideo Kojima, like levels of thought process, because like Alan Wake's storyline in this is this jumbled, broken up mess because he can't remember what actually happened for the 13 years that he was in the dark place, because as Drac mentioned, time doesn't flow the same in the dark place. So he was living out the dark place version of New York City, trying to find a way out for 13 years in what feels like six days. Does that make sense? Because you're playing through his yeah. chapters of a story that yeah. are accumulated over the course of those 13 years. But it's only like 10 chapters. And like three of them are in current time. So it's like there's like it's it's this super fucking jump, like jumbled mess that you're trying to like put pieces together and shit. And it's super fucking Hideo Kojima because he's trying to explain to Saga. This is what I experienced. And none of it makes any fucking sense, dog. And it uh, like yeah. it because it. Oh, dude, Garrick. Yes. I have uh, one last question. Sure. Uh, just kind of related to. um specifically alan's gameplay yes because i won't say it just because i think it might, it might actually be a spoiler because you didn't mention it i know it but you didn't mention okay. it so i'm gonna leave it alone um about what saga is or isn't as a person. yeah that that is that um, is a spoiler that is a spoiler okay yes. i will i won't i'll leave that alone sure, then sure, sure. so from a mechanics standpoint do you as the player get to use alan's writing manipulation yes to inf uh, yes yes and it's wow. fucking cool so the last mechanic i'll tell you guys about because this shit's dope as fuck all right hear me out here both saga and alan have a place called the mind place that you can actively go to that is just a room where they can exist that acts as like the main menu hub basically so you hit literally one button and you travel into the mind place. Uh, Sagas is like the um, uh, the remote base for their FBI investigation. It's just like a cabin with like a table for like her like profiles of all the people that are involved in the murder case. And then she has a plot mm -hmm. wall where she's plotting all the stuff with the investigation um, together and you're putting them on the wall as you find them in the gameplay. So you're finding evidence for the murder, plotting it on the wall, the string connects to it, and you're like unraveling this story in this separate world. 
Alan has his own version of this, the mind place, uh, where he is in this like locked room that he can't escape from that literally just has like a table with his typewriter um, and a like storyboard wall that he has off to the side where he's plotting different like story moments as the story sort of unfolding. One of the cool things about Alan's stuff specifically, because Saga sort of acts as a like collection thing, a collection system pretty much, where mm, Alan's okay. is story plot that's happening in, in the gameplay is popping up as what's called plot scenes. And there's a mechanic here where as you're playing in the game, you can go to the mind place and you pick what plot scene of the level that you're currently in. And it gives you different subjects that you can alter that plot based on on environmental things and scenes that you found in the gameplay. So, for example, right, one of the things that I did uh, in the beginning of the game, there's a subway station, the Caldera subway station. They have to go through with Alan where you find a, a subway train that's like wrecked. It's like wrecked at the end of the tunnel and you can't get through this area um, unless you uh, change the plot of what happened to this train. And so, so you have to go to the mine place and based on whatever environmental things you found leading up to this point, you can change the events of that train to either the FBI agents uh, stopped it. Um, the ritual cult people um, uh, never did anything to it and it just crashed on its own or B the, uh, the cult people lit it on fire with gasoline and murdered everybody inside. And depending on which thing that you do, I don't want to tell you which one, uh, but one of these things allows the subway or that sub train to be on its like wheels and you can walk through it and go into the next part of the area. So you are actively utilizing, manipulating the story of how things are unfolding because the concept is that Alan is actively writing the story as it's happening in this game where in Alan wake one, he wrote the story already and the dark presence is like making that story come to life. He is actively in the dark place, writing this story and changing the course of what's happening while you're playing it. <laughs> it's That's I'm telling you, dudes, I'm fucking telling you, boys. This game sounds cerebral as fuck. Game is cerebral as fuck, man. And that is why Alan Wake is getting a 10 out of fucking 10 from me, baby. Let's go. 10 out of 10. Game of God the damn, year. damn, baby. This Bro, is it, It's man. only $50. It's not even it's a not fucking even a full, full price game. $70 game, dude. It's a $50 game, bro. $50 like $50 games. They just, they Free fucking it. went in on this shit, dog. I'm telling y'all. Play Alan Wake too. Remedy, Remedy is literally <laughs> saying... Well, let's fuck up the game market again. I'm listen. I'm just saying, man. And here's the beauty of this too. And this is the last thing I'll say because we need to move on. Uh, you do not need to play control to understand what's happening in this game. Not all, at all. You do not need to play control. Control just enhances. It just enhances your experience. And the way that like yeah, control is like the Andor of of you know. You, know yeah, I mean? kind, you don't need to watch. Anything, kind of. Kind yeah. Of. I, like, it's kiss to be there, but you don't have to. to exactly. Get the rest. It's, yeah. it's not like Marvel where you have to watch the shows to kind of understand what's going to be happening in the movies. It's not like that. Like it's 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 closer to having onions and other food 
And so now, you know, it's going to make this food good because it's in it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like like there, like there's it just kind of gives you some extra like, oh, yeah. that's fucking cool moments, you know, or like, oh, that's a dope part of the story because that connects to what I did in control. So you do not need mm -hmm. to play control to understand what is happening in this story. Um, on a separate note, was Alan Wake one console only? It was. I think so. I think it was a 360 game. The remaster is on everything. The remaster. Yeah, that's remaster what I was looking for. Yes, the remaster game. is on all of it. Uh, and I think it might be a part of Game Pass. I might be wrong about that. Don't take my word for it. I will check you. Please. I think you're Karen. wrong. Uh, and while you do that, I'm going to go ahead and have us move into our headlining segment. DJ, what is that? Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gents, protect mm. your motherfucking neck because mm. we're going to the Gallows. Gallows. Boys, tonight for the Gallows, our headlining segment, we are talking about a very important conversation that needs to be had, gentlemen. Uh, I need to order my dinner. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't. We're going to be talking about the Call of Duty problem. We are talking okay. about the Call of Duty problem, DJ. Thank you. Uh, because here's the deal. Right. We've got a lot of conversation around Call of Duty lately. Mostly. Yes, Gare. News. It is not on Game Pass. Not on Game Pass, but it should be cheap. It shouldn't be expensive. It's it's, it's like I think it's 32 bucks right now. Yeah, there you go. Or like there 30 bucks. Buckaroos. Alan Wake 1. Very, very fucking good game. Very good game. Uh, very slept on game for a hot minute there. I'll tell slept you what. Cold class anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. I'll tell you that. God damn. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare three came out recently um and it is troublesome <laughs> it, it is troublesome. Evans lead yeah in, in uh, it, it is trouble for a, a variety of reasons um one reviews have been anywhere between bad and very mid very very yeah. mid at at best that, that's giving it, it some credit right. i gave it a fucking Four out of ten. Four and out of ten, like, baby. Damn. Yeah. And for a variety of reasons, oh, too. Title. Uh, yeah. saying, so no, lots of, like, you know, critics have been noting things like uh, boring storyline. Uh, action set pieces are not that exciting. The campaign is only five hours long. Uh, there's just, like, three. It's three, three. Three to five hours, depending on how yeah. much of a skill they issue say you have. Five <laughs> if you stretch it. Oh, also, uh, real quick, the official release date uh, for Modern Warfare 3, the 2023 version of the game, is mm. in three days from now on the yes, 10th. That is correct. Which is so it's why. Not officially out yet, but the early reviews. But the early reviews the are coming in, and that's why we're having this discussion today, because yikes. Well, not even just early reviews, but early access conversations, because people that pre ordered yes. were allowed to play oh, true. this game that's early. That's true. Yeah, the, the so, early access. I did forget about and that. So that's, also that's, having trouble. Yeah, yeah. I, and so are a lot of people. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of conversation around this topic right now because Modern Warfare 3 is a beloved franchise, specifically within the Call of Duty franchise. Um, and people being very concerned because this game came out just a year after Modern Warfare 2. Insane fucking decision on their part, and we'll dive into it here. Uh, but this is the result that we've fallen into, and we needed to get an opportunity to talk amongst ourselves and with you guys at home um, about why this is problematic. DJ, I toss the ball to you first, my friend. 
What are your thoughts on the current situation with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3? Should they have released another game this soon? And what do you think their game plan is moving forward from this? Dude, uh, thank you for tossing the ball to me first, because this this is a disaster. This is a fucking um, disaster, man. This is a train it, wreck. Active Blizz got fucking greedy again, and they they went back on their promise of, of taking those years off to make Call of Duties. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, they literally just pumped this one out like right away. Not even a whole year. It's like not like nine months. Yep. Just like how they did in the old days and now it, it it does not it's not working. Because the consumers of Call of Duty are getting smarter, even though it's not a lot. You know, sorry, Call of Duty the, the Call of Duty fans I don't mean to upset you, yeah, but know, right, you right. guys have been been mainly the ones kind of holding your own franchise back, but I'll get into that. I'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get there. <laughs> but this it even though like okay, there, there is just so much wrong right now with this. Uh, the fact that uh, you said the, the, the set pieces were lacking, there were no set pieces. There were no none. Exactly. Which is what Call of Duty is known for. Call of Duty campaign, we're talking about the, um, the early access to the campaign uh, of Modern Warfare 3. Yes. Um, that's what we're talking about right now. And there, there are no set pieces, which Call of Duty is known for. There is no linear missions. Mm-hmm. None. No mm-hmm. linear missions with set pieces like Call of Duty is known for. COD campaigns have the best linear segments. That's what the Modern Warfare trilogy was known for, those linear set pieces. Uh, but those missions were replaced with these open combat missions, um, which we did have in Modern Warfare 2. Um, but in Modern Warfare 2, it was different locations it was a different location people liked that mission because it, it it didn't reuse any assets it was a brand new location um but in Modern for three they actually reused the sections of the war zone map yep as a open combat mission which basically acts like war zone light or dmz which is you parachute in you grab loot, you mm. you get armor plates, grab a weapon, clear out the area, and then boom, that's a whole mission. Yep. And we were saying three hours, it's more like two if you're good. If you just play the Call of Duty all the time, you can beat the campaign in two hours. You, the rest, like the three hour mark, is just mostly in game cutscenes or cutscenes and in game cutscenes. Uh-huh. And the stories is. is tr- is I I, I didn't I didn't know the rider strike it's virtually non-existent. Didn't know the rider strike affected Modern Warfare Three as well because <laughs> this is this it's terrible. Um, and I heard a lot of people, uh, or the implementation of this actually too. Oh, from what I watched, I, I haven't purchased the game myself. I've watched other people play it. I've watched other people critique it. So basically, now you have to download the Call of Duty Hub. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So you have to download the Call of Duty Hub. Those it's like access two, to campaign. Two hundred gigs. Two hundred gigs. Two hundred gigs. By yeah. the way, two hundred gigs. Two hundred gigs. gigs. You access Warzone. Thirty-four fucking yeah. gigabytes. Yeah, and this is where you access Warzone multiplayer, 
But for the campaign, you have to restart your game, and it opens a different application mm. for the campaign, which also, when you get into that application, any settings or changes, and it has to be online, by the way. It's all online. So if you lose internet connection, you were get, you get booted yep. from the campaign. Can't play. Right? And, and you might have to restart, right? But if you restart in the campaign application, you have to relaunch the hub application. Yep. And then you have to click on the campaign, yep. which prompts you to restart to open the uh, the campaign application. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. And that's the it. UI is one for one for Marvel for two. It's just different color palette. Yep. It's one for one. You can't even tell the difference. Yep. This is this is the most egregious, money hungry, fucking product I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. I'd rather play. OG Battlefront 2. Like, not OG, but the the, the, rele- the re-release of Battlefront 2 with <laughs> the loot box. I'd not OG. Play that. <laughs> dude. I'd rather play that. Dude. Because it, at least EA is honest about being fucking greedy. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's for goddamn sure, ain't it? Division, this is, this is, this is, it's so bad. It, 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 right now, it's getting like average 53 on Metacritic. Mm. 53? Mm-hmm. That's the lowest I've ever seen a cot. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's the lowest I've I'm seen a cot. Pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like uh, this, we can, we can fact check it here in a second. It, but goddamn, that's. I, that's I, don't, just, I, don't, I don't even know where you could. We and by the way, they're asking for seventy dollars. Yeah, seventy dollars. This is a full price, full price game. Full price seventy to eighty dollars. Full price game, which is basically a glorified expansion. A glorified yeah. Marvel Two expansion. And it, 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 it genuinely upsets me. Even though I wasn't going to buy in the first place, it still upsets me that people who who were looking forward to it, who were excited, who bought the game, Devin, uh, that have to deal with this bullshit. And, Poor Devin. and it's not looking <laughs> promising because we're, we are still three days from full release. So what other content are they going to provide and hopefully, like from what I've heard, the multiplayer is okay. And then there's this new zombies mode, which they've been like hyping up, which we don't even know if that's going to be good. For looking at the campaign, it seems like they 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 took the least amount of time with the campaign as possible. I feel bad for the the actors, the producers, the directors who had to like mocap come in and mocap the shit. There's some characters from Marvel Two that don't even come back, so they're. Their stories don't even like aren't even tied up because they they, they were loose ends. They're cliffhangers. Yeah. In in the Marvel for two, and they don't come back. Alejandro doesn't come back. Yep. He's not here at all. Valeria not here at all. Yep. Um. It it is insane that they're 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 charging full price for this bullshit. Garrick, I need I to even ask think you. Can recover. I need to ask you here, my guy. How in the fuck can they justify this? Uh, dude, the best I like literally off the top of my fucking I've been mulling over this shit since I fucking saw IGN's review, mm. dude. Mm. Uh, by the way, uh, this is this new release of Call of Duty: uh, Modern Warfare Three is going to is is on track to be the worst Call of Duty like game from a critical standpoint by like twenty fucking points, like. 
The lowest being like a 72 well, or something like ghosts. that, right? Yeah. Dude, and yeah. Ghosts was... I didn't even play Call of Duty, and I know Ghosts is shit. <laughs> Multiplayer was, was kind of bad, but like the campaign was all right. Campaign like, was okay. But like, would play that campaign over this one. Yeah. Because it's actually a Dude, campaign. But like, <laughs> I, the, I don't... There's just so much here to like, I don't understand. And like, honestly... Like, dude, DJ, I wish I could smack the word new out of your mouth when you put new, when you said new zombies. Like, dude, that, I was like, no, it's yeah, not it's fucking not new. new. It's been reskinned. They fucking had that shit in, like, fucking, God, they brought that shit in goddamn Black new Ops, zombies. man. Yeah. And, like, then they fucking, like, and, like, they took that shit away. They literally, like, one of the, like, most beloved game modes this fucking franchise has ever released. They're like, nah, we're done with that shit. For whatever reason, they decided to be done with it. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're, like, and you expect to bring it back, like, almost a decade later and expect people, over a decade later, I think, actually. And I think... And you expect people to be thrilled at that, like, and like they're to, as as what as a justifiable selling point for your fucking polished turd that you're selling? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the like the audacity, the audacity that a developer has to fucking have. Like, dude, Activision Blizzard must have Alpha Titans of the fucking nuts, and because like those, they gotta have some big balls to try to like pull the wool over their eyes of all of their players. Like, th like this to me feels like Activision Blizzard's like we fucking like know that Call of Duty players are a bunch of fucking donuts. <laughs> and that y'all motherfuckers are going to buy this shit. Because guess what? The only fucking people that are buying Call of Duty games are the same motherfuckers that have been buying Call of Duty games. Yeah, that's true. And like, like you really got to like this one. Like, I really honestly, I've never touched a card game, but you guys, you guys, you got to vote with your wallets on this one. COD fans like, there's zero reason for you to play multiplayer in Modern Warfare 3. There's zero. You should just be playing Modern Warfare 2 because it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. It's yeah, the it same yeah, fucking it thing. Like, uh -huh. what are they going to, like, what are they going to try to sell you on? New, like, improved weapon feel? That's a fucking cop out. Yep. Yep. Dude, nine and, wait how much are they gonna improve in nine how much are they gonna improve in their game in their game engine in dude. nine fucking months are you kidding me yeah Garrett, Garrett, this is gonna make you bad so so you know in, in marvel for two you have the perks right you have a perk system so in marvel for three now it's gear so like you have you, you choose different gloves and different boots <laughs> to get different uh, special That's abilities. That's literally the fucking Division 2! That's so <laughs> fucking stupid, dude. That doesn't make any fucking sense in this sort of competitive FPS. You want lightweight boots? Why are you, you doing that, dude? Yeah. Yeah, dude? yeah, you're yeah. like, I'm sorry. Like, what motherfucker is, like, is trying to get on COD and spend 20 fucking minutes picking out their right boots so that they get a 3% stamina boost? Or some regen boot, or some stupid shit, or like a five percent recoil reduction. Like, dude, that is asinine micromanaged gameplay. That shit's whack. also a route like, to micro, uh, like microtransactions. <laughs> to microtransactions, right? Because now you're because like, guess what? You're gonna be using that shit to pay 
for like for oh, like yeah you got like new oh, gloves I finally i finally I got, got these gloves. these new gloves that i love that have these <laughs> impeccable stats but they look like shit so i'm gonna spend sure twenty dollars sure and do. it's activision blizzard so the skins aren't gonna be fucking cheap you're gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be priced very similarly to diablo 4 you're gonna be spending twenty dollars on an operator skin Right to get a, to make sure your gloves don't look like fucking Kakov doo doo while you're shooting the same like thirteen year old that every time you kill they claim to have sex more than your with your mother more than your father ever has and why are you subjecting your guys to this fucking gameplay loop like what are you guys doing Call of Duty players like Activision Blizzard they're removing features and then reselling them to you at ten dollars more because uh -huh. the market price changed. Yep. And you guys were like, "Yay, zombies are back!" Stop doing that to yourselves. Yeah, this yeah. is ridiculous. I, see, I saw a comment. It was like, "Man, this this new game is shit," but I already bought it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you already voted with your wallet. Like, or yeah. they said, "I still, I still, I still bought it. I still, I still." There's zero the reason to pre-order a Call of Duty game. Zero. Absolutely. Uh, except for what? Except for early access? Dude, you and you want to know what you got with early access? You just got to play shit sooner. Yeah, which, you, which, you got to play two hours of gameplay. Which, hear me out, right? Early. So, like, I, I got early access of uh, Modern Warfare 2. Um, and I was happy with that because I actually genuinely enjoyed the campaign for Modern Warfare 2. Uh, it was a good, juicy, uh, about 10 hours for me because I'm not as good at clicking heads as DJ. Um, Dude, I've heard that people stretch that to like with the with like the DLC like campaign additives that like that's like a pretty healthy like if you're like are you know, getting into it, you know, it's mm -hmm, like a 12 mm -hmm. to 14 hour campaign. Yeah, dude, yeah. that is quadruple the gameplay length. Yeah. Now, here's the deal is that even that I have a, a bit of a hard time justifying $70 for. Right. And the, you, got, you guys you have should. heard me. have heard me talk about it many, many a time. Yeah. I don't play Call of Duty multiplayer. That's not my shit. Like, I'll jump in for a little bit for the first couple of weeks because it's fun to play with friends. We're all hyped about a new game like that's super fucking fun. But. 10 hours of gameplay for $70 is real hard for me to justify two hours, three hours, even uh, five hours for $70 is the most bullshit thing I have ever heard of in the games in, industry before. It, and like, I wanted to say like, we're not just shitting on the game because it's short. Like there's, there are short campaigns like Titanfall two, for example, is actually a four hour campaign. Yes. But yeah. Four to five hours. If you suck. It's, it's it's five hours of back to back gameplay. Yes. Like Call good. of Duty's good back to back. Good gameplay. gameplay. Great gameplay. Yes. Great. Five hours straight. I take that any day. Okay. But this is this is two hours of gameplay with about an hour's worth of cutscenes sparsed in between gameplay. Mm. Which and the gameplay being of DMZ and Warzone, like you're actually spent uh, grabbing a vehicle or running to the next objective. So you're not actually playing the game. You're not fighting as many enemies. And also, I heard, like, I know, I know, or no, you said, like, you know, I don't, you don't click heads as, as much as I do, but I still, yeah. like, I, I heard people who, like, just are not, like, the biggest multiplayer guys. 
they're playing through they're they're finishing this in three to four hours it's actually just insane right how easy the campaign is through this mode it's it's a spec ops this. mission it's just a bunch of spec ops missions and actually yes, not it's a bunch. like the, ra- the raid missions that we did but like less yes like less of that and half as cool <laughs> yeah at least with the raid missions those are actually linear linear and Mostly. dope, and they were kind. Of, they were fucking dope cool. They were cool, cool shit. It's just it's hard for like me as someone that like genuinely enjoys Call of Duty campaigns. And if you guys remember, I actually kept myself from playing Call of Duty at all uh, because I promised myself I would only play Call of Duty after Modern Warfare Three, the original Modern Warfare Three, uh, in until they either remade Modern Warfare or did a continuation of that story. So I didn't play any campaign of Black Ops, Infinite Warfare, none of them. Fucking none of them. But the the Modern Warfare campaigns are the ones that I live and fucking die for when it comes to Call of Duty. This is bullshit. This is fucking stupid, big, stinky, donkey dog shit. Okay? Like, this, this is dumb. I can't believe. Straight boo-boo caca, dog. Like, straight up, dude. I cannot believe that Bobby Kotick... In his final decisions as CEO of ActiBlaze, said, "Hey, we're get we're getting sold to Microsoft. This isn't my fucking problem anymore. So I'm gonna rattle the cage one last fucking time, <laughs> one last fucking time. Fuck Bobby Kotick. Fuck Bobby Kotick in the ass for everything he's fucking done to ActiBlaze and has allowed to fucking happen at ActiBlaze. That's a whole other fucking podcast episode. Uh, that, and." The fact that we're in this world where we said another Call of Duty is coming out next year from the same studio that did the last Call of Duty. It's the same franchise run. That seems a little fishy. And it was just as fucking fishy <laughs> as we all knew it was we're, going yeah, to be. Yeah, we were all sus about it, but we were like, okay, cool, maybe the... Ma- maybe uh, they've been working it for a minute, right? Like, 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 like the Lord maybe, of the Rings movies well, came like, out back-to-back, no. you know? Like, like, cool, like maybe that's going to be fucking tight. No, no, no. no. Somehow, they, they took they the fucking up. Spec Ops missions from Modern Warfare 2, made a fucking campaign with it for five fucking hours, four levels of Spec Ops missions, and then called it Modern Warfare 3. They gave it the continuation of the story of Modern Warfare 2, and it has minimal to do with the story, if anything at all. the story? Because it's actually just... Don't, no, I can't. I can't. We can't, I justify, we can't justify that. It, dude, it, it, like, we, we can't do it. We can't. Dude, I know. I know. The most... Okay, okay. I'm not going to say that... But like the most, the most climactic thing was in a post-credit scene mm. mm-hmm. of the campaign. The heard, most, the biggest scene with the biggest cutscene with the biggest weight to the story was in a post-credit was scene. Not even in the actual campaign. Not even in the. We had Makarov coming back, and this is what they fucking gave us. And Can also, you believe apparently. That shit? He, he, he's speaking Russian in, in the game, but apparently and, and a lot of Russian speakers are saying that it's it's really you can't understand him because it sounds like an American. Of course it does. Russian. Well, fucking course, because it, it, it is. probably is. Like, like it probably yeah. is more than likely. <laughs> Garrick, your hand was up. Uh, dude, I was just thinking about like, do you think 
that Xbox is like scrambling right now because like the moment that this shit like that, like the merger, like that, like the acquisition went through. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, like a many other motherfuckers, turned my Xbox on and it was just like, buy Call of Duty 3, Modern <laughs> Warfare 3. Like, literally, I do, it, I didn't even choose my sign in. Like, it booted in, signed me in, and it's just like this gigantic red ad yeah. for Modern Warfare yeah. 3. Yeah, yeah. Well, here, here's the deal, right? I can't, I can't attest to whether or not Microsoft is shitting their own fucking bed right now right because they probably are what i can attest that the very minimal phil spencer's seeing this and just going dude like he's, he's about to resign man. He's, he's just, like, he's just so close 6.8 billion tired, dude he's so he's, tired dude. he's like we just Fuck. did this with redfall guys we just did this with redfall guys dude phil, <laughs> dude, phil spencer is on crisis control dude he's he's just, gotta be just fucking just trying to keep the fucking fire from spreading oh dude all freaking sarah do. bond because sarah bond is the, the head of whatever dude, sarah bond's fucking yes. pulling yes. her hair out oh, dude, fucking dude, absolutely, dude. there is no way that like between between, for this year for microsoft for xbox it's been l's games, dude actually dude there's, so many. there's no way that they don't pivot to like an immediately more hands-on approach starting the next fiscal year like yeah it's yeah. Fuck, they have to they literally if, spent if too much already, money if not already right well they've already they've already done that with arcane and bethesda like as after redfall launched they're like hey yo that was kind of fucked we gotta like we can't let you guys just release shit like that again mm-hmm. like we're gonna we're gonna be a little bit more involved because that was that was ass yeah right yeah. and so but like but they I, dude you had to know that like on some level they were they were just trusting active was they're like yeah call of duty's never gotten less than a fucking 70 right like everything's gonna be just fine like seven out of ten still an objectively good game right no Nah, dude, like they were they were benching on the safe release and they were just like, yeah, we could use a little bit of extra day. Like we just spent six point eight billion dollars. Let's try to line the old pocket for the holiday season. Fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it's worse right. than Vanguard, dude. I have I, I can say that. Like, oh, dude. That's a statement. It's worse than Call of Duty Vanguard. That, that, that gives me the chills, man. It gives me right. I shudder. It's just like, like being able to say that and it would be true. It just takes the like, hair off your chest. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, <laughs> I, I I thought we'd never, we we could never be so low than than Vanguard. We can we in, can go lower than Vanguard in, in the year. In the year, possible. In the year of our Lord, twenty twenty three, twenty twenty three, in which we have damn. some phenomenal first person shooter games with phenomenal stories phenomenal action set pieces phenomenal plot beats and call of duty has been a part of us getting that this was the end product that they gave us for call of duty modern warfare 3 one of the most beloved games in the world remade to this (laughs) to this this is what it's like they, they they went gold on this boys this went gold. This shipped out as this. <laughs> God damn. Dude, because like they rebooted shit, the Modern Warfare series, right? They took three years mm. and they're like, boom, we got Modern Warfare 2. Dude. We took three years for you guys because we know we want to give you a great product. Mm. And something We, we want to make Call of Duty great again. 
and then <laughs> and, and like in the middle they they release like Cold War and like Vanguard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Shitty. But they're like, "Oh yeah, we're not doing 3 years anymore. 9 months, we got a new one for you." <laughs> we got another one. There you go, guys. It's right here. We had it cooking. We had it on the back burner for a little bit, but now yeah. now now we yeah. at least hope you like Warzone. Add. Hope you like Warzone, guys. Dude, who yeah, let Warzone. who Twice. let them cook? Who let them cook, man? <laughs> Clark. Who let them <laughs> you know fucking cook? Clark let them cook, unfortunately. Well, guys, burnt uh, the house down. As Holy as fuck. Garrick said, please, please, God, fucking vote with your wallets uh, this Stop weekend because this is this is. Listen, I I can't believe I'm telling you this. You might, you might, your money might be better spent watching the Marvels this weekend. <laughs> Dude, I don't even play Call of Duty, and like, just like as somebody like who has friends that legitimately enjoy Call of Duty games mm. on both the comp, the, like the competitive multiplayer side, the casual multiplayer side, and the campaign side, mm. like you guys got to make sure that you guys are spending your money on a game that you want. Like, don't don't give them $70 if you don't want this. Like, show them that they have to do better by you as a fan. Just Jesus Christ, guys. It, it is Jesus insane because it's like, remember when we were talking about the statistics of, like, Call of Duty players on console? Mm. Like, mm. it makes majority. Like, it pains me to know that most of them are still going to buy this game or I've already pre-ordered it mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and we'll continue Devin. to buy it and buy the battle pass mm. and buy the skins, the, 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 the operators, the new mm. operators. Cause like mm. people were still playing they're like, like even like Marvel two, I stopped playing cause it's just too much. Like they had guest appearances in it. Like they fought, they brought fucking Helsing in there. Like sure did. Helsing collab, Twenty One Savage is in there. Nicki Minaj, dude, it's it, it, it's so much. <laughs> the Nicki, Nicki, and then the to game, just yeah. then release this, huh. and, and and not to mention that was a, just a few months ago. Mm. They added those new operators like a few months ago. In Marvel for Two, by the way, uh, this is literally a glorified expansion. I'm doing, I'm doing a lot I mean, of like cooking equivalencies here, but like this is like. Paying for a thirteen dollar breakfast burrito, right? Which is like this the is dankest, like a Burger King chicken the, dan- the dankest breakfast burrito you've ever had, right? And then the next day, you go back to the same place and they have like a chef special for thirteen dollars. You order it, and it's an egg with a slice of bread, right? That's what this is. This is, is that an like egg. what it feels like. This is an egg and a slice of toasted bread. That's all this is, unfortunately. It's like a Burger King chicken sandwich, man. It's a Burger King chicken like, sandwich for thirteen. It's, it's like it's like going for Popeye's chicken sandwich, and then you go to Popeye's and they serve you like that that like fucking cafeteria chicken mm. like patty. Mm-hmm. Oof. Like those those like mini mart chicken sandwiches for like five. Yeah, and you're like, how is this so round? Yeah, literally, it's like it's like mixed with soy protein <laughs> and shit like that, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. It, it, Dude, no sauce. No sauce. Can you believe mm. that shit? No sauce, Just dude. Bread, patty, and bread. Listen, guys, no we, sauce. We fuck. want sauce for you guys. Stop paying seventy dollars for five dollars of game. Buying cod, man. Stop buying it. Stop, stop it. Stop doing it. Stop doing it to your fucking self. It's well, not hard. It's literally find another game to play, dude. These are the same people who would be like, gaming so boring. There's no gig, no games. No, yeah, I no know. Game. They, these are the same people that do that. Well same people just branch out try a different genre you might like it you might don't play this game but what you can do 
stick around with us for the rest of this week because we have our schedule for this week here. Uh, Thursday, we have another episode of the Shipwreck Show. Uh, I will not be here, but our lovely gentleman, along with the other two gents, uh, shall be here, um, as well as I think Raven. I think Raven will be back for that. Uh, but we will be back on Thursday, and if uh, you are in our Discord, as well as a Twitch subscriber, please, you can write in over in our Shipwreck submission section of our Discord, uh, where you can write in anything that you want, anything that you want to ask us. You're a little puny infantile mind okay can give us and we will give you an even more puny infantile answer to said question uh and just just fucking just fucking yeah. ruin your life ruin your life with that uh, you can ask us anything you. you want we'll answer it on the show for you in the worst way possible please come in hang out with us uh friday we are not doing any content because a majority of us are going to be saying the marvels because on saturday at 12 p.m pacific time Good Kraken podcast. We will be doing our official review of the Marvels, and you do not want to miss that because we do not know what this movie is going to be like. So please, please come in, hang out with us. It's a spoiler-free review for you guys. Please come in; it'll be a fucking good time, uh, guys. Please let us know uh, your thoughts on the newest Call of Duty game, uh, Modern Warfare Three. And don't if, buy it, by the way. It, don't yeah, buy don't it. buy it. Just come in. Let us know about it. You know what I'm saying? If you did buy it. Tell us your grievances. We want to hear from you guys. Tell us on Discord. Tell us on Twitter. Uh, Else we can get, get a refund. I wonder if you can get a refund for that. Uh, depends on what platform. PlayStation. If you've uh, played the game within the first twenty four hours, you can't return it. See, dude, there's genius, dude. They made it like two hours long, so you can't fucking refund mm-hmm. it. Yeah, on Steam. Exactly. Or, exactly. At least on Steam. Uh, no, <laughs> no, unfortunately. This has been the Good Kraken Podcast. Your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you. Wanted to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 12 p.m. right here at twitch.tv slash show. If you enjoy the show, you can head on over to our Discord channel where you can submit questions and topics to the show, get exclusive content, and soon have early access to episodes before they go live on podcasts and video services across the digital scene. You can also support us by going to our YouTube channel, clicking that beautiful bell and big red button, or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken with an exclamation mark and leaving a review there. Review. We have to get going, everybody. But until next time, my friends, don't buy Call we of deserve, Duty Modern Warfare 3. We deserve Titanfall 3. We Titanfall, Titanfall 3, 3, baby. We Sacrifice Modern Warfare 3 for Titanfall 3, baby. Mm-hmm. We need that, baby. I don't wait two of the year. Bye, guys. You mother.